The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad, as always, to have you along for the ride. Our producer, Nathan Miller, is with us. He is at the board. In today's episode, we travel to a region of Old Virginia, and I'm using that phrase in the classic sense. The Blue Ridge Mountains and Appalachia within Virginia have cultural roots and homegrown traditions that sink deep into American history. And those attractions draw visitors from around the country and internationally, too. Fred Carlisle is back. I think that's his coming up here. It'll be his second visit to the show. Glad to have Fred back with us. He'll be sharing his love affair with an area known for gracious living and Southern hospitality. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with Fred Carlisle and the interview right after this. Adventure, history, and beauty all await you on Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes, while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drives will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Make this spring picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Book a kayak tour to Willamette Falls. Make a splash on a guided whitewater trip navigating Class 3 and 4 rapids. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Find your favorite color on a wildflower walk. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the New Wine Trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com slash spring. There's room to roam along the scenic byways in southeast Idaho's high country, and it's a great time to get away and decompress. Did you know southeast Idaho is hot springs country? Come and relax in natural mineral water hot pools. Then visit one of their quirky museums like the Idaho Potato Museum, the Museum of Clean, or the Butch Cassidy Museum. Go to IdahoHighCountry.org to plan your trip. You're sure to find your favorite way to disconnect when you visit Idaho. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. It's our last opportunity to tell you the annual survey of station listeners is wrapping up on Sunday, April 23rd. 
We'd love to have your participation. How do you do it? Go online to 1150kknw.com. Click the image of 2023 listener survey near the top of the page. It's a great chance to let station management know about your favorite shows, your likes and dislikes, and what you want to hear on the station. What would you like to hear more of? Help shape the station's future by letting your voice be heard. We are so happy to talk to Fred Carlisle. He has, well, for, to start with, he lived in Michigan for 20 years. This guy is well-traveled. Lived in Michigan for 20 years, raising a young family and teaching at Michigan State University. He enjoyed a long academic career as a professor of English and then as a university provost at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. Fred grew up in Ohio and has also lived in Florida and rural Virginia, where we train our sites today. He now lives with his lovely wife, Beth on her family farm in the Virginia mountains. So for the second time, we say, welcome, Fred Carlisle. We're glad to have you on American Road Trip Talk. Thank you, Gary. Glad to be with you again. There is so much to talk about, but in particular, one of the things I wanted to say at the outset, Fred, is that I have been to Virginia, made three trips through there and to there to see various places, loved every visit I made. And I'm talking about individual places that set all together in context, reminds me of one of those states, a handful of them that I visited, in which right. I can honestly say Virginia is many <laughs> states in one. So Richmond is not Roanoke, and Virginia Beach is not Alexandria. And yet when you go throughout the state, you find that there is a cultural richness and a deep taproot of history that makes every trip to Virginia an adventure. Do you think I have that right, Fred? Yeah, we often think of Virginia uh, as four different places, really. You start with Northern Virginia, all around the District of Columbia area. Then there's Tidewater, Virginia Beach. Then there's Southside, which is a very rural area, uh, known once for tobacco, now for peanut farming. And then there are those of us out here in the mountains. So, And those areas are very distinct. They definitely are. I have been in the Blue Ridge Mountain area, spent, probably going back about oh, close to 10 years now, spent the night. And I remember looking out as we were getting ready to pull out from the motor lodge where we were staying for the evening there. And I looked across the highway and I saw these bluish, gently rolling hills. And I thought, this is a picture of gracious living. I really got that <laughs> in my marrow. And right, I thought, yeah, what good. would it be like to live here and to experience that every day? Yeah, good. Yes. Well, I'm sitting here in my study, my wife Beth beside me, and I'm looking out across the farm toward Brush Mountain, which is uh, the first mountain you see here. And it's not blue because these are the App Appalachians or the Alleghenies, uh, but it is a lovely vision. And uh, you know, we see it every day and never tire of it because it changes right through the year as as the mountains and even the Blue Ridge do. And did you drive along the Blue Ridge Parkway when you were uh, here uh, that 10 years ago or so? I did not, and I have read about it since, and I thought that's got to be on my bucket list. Yes, good. Well, it's a wonderful drive. You don't want to take it. You want to take it if you're looking for, for beauty and what satisfaction and comfort and relaxation. But not if you want to get somewhere fast, <laughs> because it's rolling, yes. it's curving. 
but and then you have to stop every several miles to look out over uh, the, the, this magnificent view uh, down away from the mountains, uh, down into what in effect becomes the Piedmont. I guess I should just, you know, as an aside, ask you about the the bluish haze. It's famous in that part of Virginia, and I understand it right. involves a discharge of something called isoprene. I don't know that I can explain that. Beth, can you explain that? No. No, but it's, uh, I don't know the cause, but it's real. And, and it's part of the terrain. Yourself. There is that that quality or character, and sometimes we see that out here uh, in uh, this line of mountains because uh, we sit uh, here in Blacksburg on a plateau really between the Blue Ridge and the Appalachians. Further north from here, it's the Shenandoah Valley, which is between the two uh, mountain ranges. Uh, So here we see toward the Alleghenies or the Appalachians and uh, occasionally we get that bluish uh, look. Nice. Well, it's okay because I've never met anybody that said they go to Virginia for the isoprene. So it's all right. They want to go. <laughs> they want to go for the sights, the sounds, the culture, the food, the tradition. It's extraordinary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give us a little bit, as time will allow here, Fred. Please give us a, a bit of a guided tour. If I hear about towns like Floyd, Virginia, or Abingdon, I know I'm in the right territory, but you really have to go there to experience all that these places have to author have to offer people when they go. And there's also a crooked road involved too, which yes, is well, let's, let's start rich. with let's start with Floyd. Floyd, uh, okay. Floyd is a small town uh, in Floyd County. And if you want to know how rural it is, you need to know that there's one traffic signal in the entire t- county. And that's one traffic in the, light in the county. One traffic light in the county. But for me, the whole range of what goes on in Floyd is captured in two places directly across the street from one another in the village of Floyd. On the one side, there's Troika, which is a contemporary arts gallery which uh, features uh, crafts, jewelry, glass, wood, and so on that could rival any gallery in the country. So it's quite distinct and modern and represents the artistic community that has gathered in Floyd over the decades. And then on the, directly across the street is the country store, which once upon a time was a general store and still has many goods of that sort. Uh, it's not a grocery, really, but uh, it now hosts uh, a good deal of country music. There's a Friday night jamboree. I don't think you could get here fast enough for us to go down there tonight for the uh, for the uh, for the Friday night jamboree. But that's music playing, clogging, and so forth. And then other nights they have uh, a blue uh, bluegrass or country music uh, there. Uh, and if you wanted to be here, uh, perhaps uh, tomorrow, uh, you could hear Daryl Paisley and the Southern Grass. I mean, I mean, just the name of that group tells you that you're in a very traditional kind of, of area. But uh, Floyd uh, is still rural, but there was a time, but there's these two cultures, really, a, a modern culture and a traditional culture. You could probably even buy bib overalls at the country store. You would not find those at Troika. No, I imagine and that then, you would not. 
<laughs> and then, and then, Gary, if you look at the far end, now you're talking about Abingdon because the Crooked Road uh, music trail goes in a sense between, <clears throat> excuse me, my cold, goes between Floyd, <coughs> sorry. It goes there, and a lot of it has to do with, with <coughs> the roots of country. People might debate, you know, how country got started, where it got started, it, and the heritage, and it seems like it, it's a success <clears throat> story with many fathers. Well, if you're in Bristol, and this I think of as a place more or less at the far southern end of the trail, uh, you would be at the birthplace of Country Music Museum, which is a, really quite a remarkable mu museum. It's connected with the Smithsonian, and it has uh, a high technological uh, character so that you can listen to traditional music. There are interactive displays. <clears throat> and uh, and from there, well, what they say about it, um, sorry about my throat, what they say about it is that many people now think of it as the big bang for country music because it focuses on the 1927 Bristol radio sessions that was at the first time a number of these people had ever been recorded and broadcast on the radio. And there you find you get connected with the Carter family and that whole tradition in country music, which comes quite far uh, into uh, the current time because Johnny Cash married into that family and June Carter Cash was a descendant of some of those original Carters. So that museum is quite remarkable. And then if you wanted to be there in September, uh, in Abing in uh, Bristol, there is the uh, root rhythm and roots convention, really, and that is a three-day gathering of <clears throat> some one hundred musicians and thousands of people. It is it is annual, and they bring in really quite significant national acts as well as uh, straight-ahead country people. Uh, Nickel Creek will be there this year. We hear them <clears throat> in Charleston at Spoleto later uh, next month. Uh, the Mavericks with Raul Malo will be there. And a whole list of really interesting uh, acts. So there is that very solid music tradition that you find uh, in, uh, in, in Bristol. And there's also a series of radio programs that come out of the uh, Paramount Theater there. Uh, in Abingdon, uh, there's a, well, Abingdon is a very historic town. It's an 18th century, 1700 town. Uh, if you went, for example, to the Tavern Restaurant there, that was uh, built in, I think, 1779 or something like that. So Abingdon is really old, not as old as Tidewater, Virginia, but it's an old, old place. And uh, there are interesting restaurants. Uh, there are great uh, uh, shops, galleries, so on. Uh, the Barter Theater is there. And the Barter Theater has been uh, in business for 90 years. Started during the de 1930s Depression. And they uh, have stayed alive. And currently, you could see 
Well, if you were really serious about theater going, you could see Macbeth there. You could also see a program developed from the Carter music uh, family uh, creations. And they're doing uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. So it's a great place. Uh, our favorite place to stay in Abingdon is at uh, the Martha Washington a hotel, which is a very traditional place, a quite elegant, fine place. It was built in the 1830s, uh, first uh, then became a college for women. It was a hospital during the Civil War and had other kinds of uses and became a hotel in the 1930s. So, uh, well, I've gone through a lot of richness here and a lot to do. And if you go onto Abingdon's website, uh, they will tell you that there are three or four different kinds of three-day tours of Abingdon. Three days you can uh, spend at your time both eating, looking at historic things, or going to music events and so on. I should mention that regarding Abingdon, Virginia, according to local legend, the area was named Wolf Hills by none other than Daniel Boone in 1760 after his dogs were attacked by a pack of wolves there. Okay. <laughs> so there's a little anecdote. But beyond yes, that, you know, how about for the foodies? People sometimes want to go to these regions of the country, all over the country, because of the foodie attractions there. And in the case of Abingdon, they were voted, as I understand it, best small town right. food scene in the country by USA Today three different times, 2019, 2020, and 2021. I hope they didn't lose the best chef in town three years in a row. That's something to brag about. <laughs> right, right. Well, I was looking at the website for Abingdon just this morning, and it tells us, told me one, that it is hamburger heaven for people who care about that. Apparently, there's some wonderful ice cream shops, but also several really very good restaurants. Uh, and uh, we haven't been in Abingdon now for a few years, so we don't have a favorite restaurant for us that I could recommend to you. But I think that's accurate. It's it's really uh, really quite interesting in in that sense. So you get history, you get food, you get art, you get music in Abingdon. That would be a great place to visit. I'm also very curious, as I'm sure many of our listeners are, that when you're in Virginia, like I said, it's it's not just one place where you go and there it is. It's it's not a place that you can drive around very quickly, especially if you appreciate scenery and, and roadside attractions right. and national parks. All of those things are there. But I think it would be good advice for anyone, Fred, if, if people decided A, B, C, D, E, these things are the priorities and other things may uh, catch our attention and we may stop there, but there's so much about Virginia where you don't want to miss it if you're in the vicinity. No, I think that's true. And well, it just occurred to me to mention, I've mentioned the two ends of the Crooked Road uh, music trail, but in Galax, which some people claim is the center of all of that, uh, there is the gigantic Fiddler's Convention, which occurs in, in August. So... Uh, on your way from south to north or north to south, you could uh, stop in Galax, uh, at least during that that Fiddler's Convention. And, you know, I'd mentioned to you that there are all these outdoor things that people might do as well. You know, there are hiking trails, there are bike trails, 
uh, that uh, could be very interesting. And there's the one. The Virginia Creeper Trail. Yeah, the Virginia Creeper Trail. The New York Trail, the New River Trail State Park. Yeah. We're getting some very helpful kibitzing from wife Beth. Thank you, Beth. Good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> keep, keeping me keeping me straight here, Gary. <laughs> keep, 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 keeping me on point. So, uh, and well, I was just telling you before that we look out at Brush Mountain and very recently uh, the New River Land Trust has acquired 780 some acres on that mountain to protect the viewshed from here. And they've also developed, what is it, 18 miles of trails they're developing there. So it in itself is an interesting place just for hikers and mountain bikers. Uh, you have to be willing to walk up since it on it is on a mountainside, but it's the trails are really quite beautiful. We I've walked those a couple of times, uh, but right after that park was established two years ago. So that's another dimension. People are driving and they can also stop, lift their bikes off their bike racks and ride on these trails or or walk. So that in itself is something that's uh, unusual for Virginia. That's good perspective. And to that, I would add Civil War history, of course, Revolutionary War history as well, of course, but naturally the Civil War as well. In the region where you live, on Beth's family farm, there, how much did the Civil War have an impact on that region of Virginia? Because I take it that, you know, the entire state was involved. I mean, the, Richmond being the capital of the Confederacy there, but it did every corner, every nook and cranny of Virginia get equally affected by that tragic war? I think um, this part of Virginia luckily did not have as many of the large battles as it did. I mean, it was, it was obviously affected. Uh, perhaps we were as affected by the French and Indian War. There was a famous Draper's Meadow Massacre here in Blacksburg mm. where um, four people were killed and five were taken captive back up into Ohio by the Shawnees. And one woman, uh, probably the most famous survivor of the French and Indian War, managed to escape follow the new river back to Giles and was re reunited a year later with her family. But we did not more, the civil war are more in the battlefields or more in the central part of the state. Although there were some brushes and encounters here. I see. Well, thank you for that, Beth. In particular, if uh, the occasion presents itself when I'm traveling to Virginia again, which I'm sure that my wife and I will do, I thought I'd really like to see Appomattox where functionally the Civil War came to an yes. end. There were some skirmishes yes. afterward, but in the Appomattox courthouse there where there was an actual battle and then Grant met Lee. If I were leaving your region where you live, how long would it take me to get to Appomattox? Because it doesn't seem like it's on a main highway like you would go to Richmond, for example. No, or am I wrong true. about that? That's true. Probably about two hours, I believe, two, two and a half hours from here. And um, so much of the history here, of Virginia. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so much of Virginia is so well preserved because there is a, a conscientiousness to the populace that they are the holders of history generation by generation. Yes, very, very um, 
there's a very strong movement here to support the Civil War battlefields, and it is extremely sobering to go to them and, and tragic and a reminder of what can happen in our country when yes. political differences are inflamed. On that note, I'm going to close our episode. That was very eloquently stated on the part of you both, the Carlisles, Fred and Beth. I hope to meet you in person someday. Thank you for gracing our show today. Thank you very much, Gary. It's been a pleasure, as always. Take care. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to, before we close, I just wanted to tell everybody, if you go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com, check out that website, and you'll find that here at the end of the month will be the end of the coloring contest, and they separate the categories by ages, so we'll get everybody in the act. Each entry will include a single image of an official coloring page. Now, go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information and read the contest rules. Good luck to everyone and have fun. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.